Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. Hey, before we jump into the lesson, I want to mention to you a couple of opportunities that will be going on. One of those opportunities is on April the 22nd. On April 22nd, I will be in Rancho Cucamonga, and I will be at a dear friend of mine's uh, church, Diego Mesa, and I will be doing a roundtable. I'm telling you the number of people that are giving us great feedback on the roundtable is just, just awesome. I want to encourage you to come out and to be a part of that. You can sign up for it at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. Also, on uh, May the 11th, we will be in Atlanta. And at that particular roundtable, I just want to encourage you. It's always so good. I'm with two dear friends, uh, Johnson and Dennis. Uh, They are just remarkable pastors and I just think it'll be a great, great roundtable. Hey, let me go back and give you another date. This is 5-1. I'm going to be in Dayton, Ohio. In Dayton, Ohio, on that Saturday, I will be doing leadership training for churches. And so if you're around Dayton, Ohio, I want to encourage you, come out to that. It will be a fabulous morning. We'll start at about 9, be over at 11. want to just encourage you to, to bring your team out. It will be a great leadership training event. And then on uh, Memorial Day, I'm going to be in Spokane, Washington with Rick Sharkey doing minister's training. I just think you're going to love this. I think it's going to be a good experience for you. So any of these, you can go to my website and you can see them listed. Would love to have you participate. Hey, today I want to talk about leading in the wilderness, leading in the wilderness. Now, this is a little bit tricky for me because that term wilderness means something in biblical circles, but in uh, business circles, it's not a word that you would use. So let me just give the business guys and ladies just a way of thinking about this. How do you lead when it seems like your company is stalling? Or how do you lead when it seems like your career has plateaued? Now, whether you're business or whether you're church, whether you're secular or whether you're spiritual, all of us have these moments where we feel like our career has either stalled, uh, our business has stalled, or our church and ministry have hit that stall point. Now, that being said, leading in the wilderness— Last podcast, I talked about five tests. One of them was the test of the wilderness. I have this young guy. He's just a remarkable young leader on my team. He listened to the podcast. He came into my office and he said, I just need to understand this wilderness. I need to understand what do I do? What should I do when I find myself there? Well, I began to sit down and just talk to him a little bit about the wilderness and, and, and things that you do. But it was such a good question that I wanted to give you some of the thoughts and then some extra thoughts uh, from my conversation that I thought about later. So leading in the wilderness, let me start with this. No one wants to be there. 
but God at times leads each of us there. Now, that's a very uncomfortable truth. No one wants to be in the wilderness, but there are times when God will lead each one of us there. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Wow, we have this idea that if God really has tapped his hand on us and and is leading us, that everything's just going to be just absolutely wonderful. But here is Jesus being led in the wilderness. No one wants to be there, but there are times when each one of us are there. So let me just uh, illustrate it this way. Moses is the obvious candidate for wilderness. He was there for 40 years, the backside of a desert, a wilderness area. David spent 13 years in the wilderness as he literally ran for his life, thinking, my goodness, I've got this great promise, but look at what is happening there. Paul, we know, spent 14 years on the back side of the desert. It was a wilderness experience. So here's what I want to tell you. People great or small, people that are well-known and not known, everybody faces the wilderness. Um, I'm often thinking of the um, military and the Marines and that they have what they call their crucible. And the crucible experience involves a 55-mile march, 55 miles in total combat gear, 55 miles. You got to march. You don't get to rest. You got to finish. What are they trying to do? They know at some point life is going to be hard. They know that at some point life isn't going to be fair. They know at some point you're not going to just have one problem, but you're going to have multiple problems. And they want to prepare people by giving them a data point. If I made it through this, I will make it through anything else. No one wants to be there, but God at times leads each of us there. The second thing, the wilderness involves intense spiritual conflict because it is there is when you discover who you really are. It's there that you discover who you really are. So here it is. The wilderness involves intense spiritual conflict. It involves a moment where you're just sitting there and all of a sudden it's going to be intense. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16, before Jesus went in the wilderness, it talks about how the Father God spoke after he was baptized and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. What had happened? God had identified who Jesus was. This is my son. This isn't just my son. I'm pleased with my son. And I'm well pleased with my son. This is the father just giving his son the highest praise. But do you know what happens? Right after that is when he's led into the wilderness 
Why? The wilderness always tests your identity. Who are you really? Each one of the temptations that Jesus is going to face start with these words. If you be the son of God. Why? Because it's going back to the father God. It's going back where the father God said, this is my beloved son. What's being tested? His identity. Will you believe what God says about you? Will you believe that you are who God says you are? Will you believe that you can do what God says you can do? Will you believe? Will you rest your identity in what God says about you? See, the wilderness involves this intense spiritual conflict. It's where we discover who we really, really are. Number three, let me give you some common characteristics of the wilderness. Number one is this, in the wilderness, you feel all alone. When you're in the wilderness, you're looking around, there's no one there. When you're in the wilderness, you're looking around, no one seems to notice you. When you're in the wilderness, there's nobody calling you. There's no one reaching out to you. In the wilderness, you just feel totally alone. But what God's trying to teach you is when you're totally alone is when you need to be totally dependent on him. When you need to fulfill Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Here's what I know. Some of you feel like you're in the wilderness. You feel all alone. You feel like everyone's forgotten you, and you feel like everything about your life is being overlooked. You don't think anyone cares, anyone knows. But here's what's happening. God's asking you when you're totally alone, to be totally dependent, to just get on your knees and to raise your hands and say, God, I'm yours. I don't belong to anyone else. My life is in your hands. I will let you shape it, direct it, and mold it however you want it to be. I belong to you. When you're totally alone, totally trust in God. It's not only that we feel all alone, but emotions are intensified. All of a sudden, our emotions become heightened. If there's any doubt, that doubt is intensified. If there's any fear, that fear is intensified. If there's any uncertainty, that uncertainty is intensified. And because of the intensity of it, you feel that. But this is the time that you get to learn to walk in the spirit and not by the flesh. To not let your emotions drive you but to let the spirit guide you. Do you get the principle? You don't let your emotions drive you. You let the spirit guide you. So when you feel all alone, that's when you need to totally trust in God. And when your emotions are driving you, that's when you have to learn to let the spirit guide you. And questions, whether it's worth it, will come up. See, you'll begin to think, man, is this even worth it? Should I be doing this? Is this worth uh, what I'm doing? Man, why am I going through this? Why does it seem to be that I'm here? 
you will ask questions, is it worth it? Some of you right now, you're in ministry and you're saying, man, I've just lived through this thing called COVID, the pandemic. Is it worth it? And the answer is, he's worth it. It's not worth it. He's worth it. He's worth it because he gave everything to you. He gave everything for you. And so if you have questions about whether it's worth it, just change the question and ask, is he worth it? And he is worth it. So you have that feeling of all alone. That's when you need to totally trust. When your emotions drive you, that's when the spirit needs to guide you. And when you think, is it worth it? You just remember he's worth it. Can I tell all of you that are pastors, that is gold. You need to write that down. You need to memorize it. And you need to make sure in the future that you're articulating it because there's other people who need to hear it. So when it comes to the wilderness, no one wants to be there, but God at times leads us there. The wilderness involves intense spiritual conflict because it's where we really discover who we are. And there are some common characteristics about everyone's wilderness experience. We feel alone, emotions are intensified, and there's questions we'll ask like, is it worth it? So let me give you some keys to the wilderness. Here are some keys. You've got to master the clock. See, when you're in the wilderness, it's like time is standing still. It's like the clock won't move. Why isn't my life moving? Why, why aren't I seeing results? Why isn't there more fruitfulness? Why aren't more things happening? See, if you don't master the clock, you'll lose in the wilderness. And here's the reason. In the wilderness, we think we're behind, but God says we're right on time. We'll always think we're behind. Man, I'm just behind. Other people are doing this. I should be doing that. Other people are seeing these results. I'm not seeing these results. Other people are experiencing this, but I'm not experiencing this. We think we're behind, but God says, hold on. You're right on time. You're right on time. You're right where I need you. It's the right moment and place for your life. See, the wilderness always takes longer than we want. The wilderness always takes longer than we want. See, when people use their navigational aids, no one hits, give me the longest way with the worst traffic. The longest way with the worst traffic. No one presses that. Why? We want to get there the quickest and we want to be the smallest amount of hindrance in the journey. But God puts his hands up and it says, hey, it's going to take longer than you think, but that's all right. One of the interesting things about nature is that there are two types of trees. There are what we call evergreen trees, which means they always have leaves on them. And then there are trees that are dormant trees that a part of the time of the year, they lose their leaves. What is interesting is the trees that have dormancy as a part of their cycle, those are the fastest growing trees. Those are the trees that are growing the fastest. Why? Because in nature, what we know is 
for you to grow quickly, there has to be a time when you're beginning to have moments where you're not in high expectation mode. You're in the wilderness. And what I want to say is just because you've gone through the wilderness one time doesn't mean that you won't go there again. Isn't it interesting that God sent Moses to the wilderness so he could lead people in the wilderness? Wow. Doesn't that sound like fun? We're trying to get out of the wilderness because we think everyone forgot us. And then God sends us to lead people in the very wilderness we wanted to get out of. See, if you're going to be fruitful in life, there has to be moments where you're dormant, where maybe it's not the high success season. Maybe it's not where you're getting all the accolades from. Maybe you're not getting cheered on at this moment. But if you'll take those moments and utilize them wisely, they become moments that will compel you to growth. Paul's 14 years were not wasted. David's 13 years were not wasted. Moses' 40 years were not wasted. God's not going to waste time on you because you're too important to what God wants to do. So master the clock. Also, when you don't feel God, always fall back on your disciplines. When you don't feel God, always fall back on your disciplines. See, when I don't feel God's presence, when I think, my goodness, I'm not sure God is present here, I always fall back on my discipline. Do what you clearly know to do. You clearly know pray. You clearly know study. You clearly know give. You clearly know help. Hit repeat. Do those things again and again. So when you're in the wilderness and you think, man, I'm not even sure God's here. I don't feel God in any part of my life. I feel like I've been forsaken, that I've been left here all by myself. Just remember, when you don't know what to do, go back to your disciplines. Go back to what you clearly know to do. Coach Sean Wooden, who coached the UCLA Bruins and won multiple championships, he always said that when his team was playing poorly, he always went back to fundamentals. Just went back to the fundamentals. And in leadership, that's what you do. When you don't feel it, you just rely on the disciplines that you know. Another thing, when you're in the wilderness, just remember the scoreboard isn't kept down here. It's kept in heaven. The scoreboard's not kept down here. It's kept in heaven. See, when we're in the wilderness, we always feel like we're losing. We feel like we're not achieving results. We feel like we're not fruitful. We feel like people aren't listening. We feel like we're not doing anything meaningful. We feel like that everything that we're doing is just falling apart. We're failing. We're frustrated. All of those kind of emotions are beginning to compound. But just remember something. The scoreboard isn't kept down here. It's kept in heaven. There's a story that uh, was put into a movie in a Broadway uh, play and involved uh, a very famous actor of olden days, Yule Brenner. 
And in that particular show he was in called The King and I, it was the story of a young lady who had been asked to this uh, fictional country of Siam, and there she is to tutor the king's kids because his bride, his queen, had passed away. So she goes over there and she begins to tutor these kids and it has the up and down journeys and then it turns into this love story. Except that's not the real story. The real story involves a young girl who was asked to go to a country and to tutor a young girl and a young boy. She poured her heart into these kids. She poured her essence of who she was. And a part of her essence was she was a Christian. So she taught them about the Christian faith. She taught them about Christian values. But eventually she fell out of favor with the king. She was told to leave the country. The kids that she loved, she would no longer see. The place that she had poured her heart into, she would no longer be there. And she was sent back home. When she went back home, she never married. She ended up just having what would seem to be a non-purposeful life. Except one day the king died. One day the young man that she had tutored became king. And he never forgot the Christian faith that she talked about. And he never forgot the Christian values. And he changed the whole kingdom by beginning to implement those. And beginning to apply them. See, if the score was kept down here, she looked like an utter failure. You went somewhere, you got kicked out of there, you came back and you did nothing. But she changed a nation because she changed a young boy. See, the scorecard's not kept down here. How often do we have to hear the story of Billy Graham and an usher that found a seat for him? How often do we have to hear the story of somebody who just sold shoes, witnessing to somebody who ended up becoming one of the greatest evangelists of the day? There's so many stories of greatness, but most people who did great things didn't know that they were doing them. They didn't know till they got to heaven what their life had meant to so many others. So when you're in the wilderness, master the clock. You're right where God wants you. And the time, it may seem like it's at a standstill. But if you look to God rather than look to the clock, you're going to be all right. When you don't feel God in the midst, just fall back on your disciplines. Do the things you know to do and don't get distracted. And just always remember, you may not have something down here that says you're winning, but one day when you get to heaven, you're going to find out how big a win you really had. Again, if I could just remind you of our roundtables that are coming up in Rancho Cucamonga on April the 22nd, we have a leadership training event in Dayton, Ohio on um, May 1st. We have a roundtable in uh, Norcross, Georgia on May 11th. And then I will be with Rick Sharkey doing leadership development 
on uh, the 31st in Spokane, Washington. Would love to have you join me. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you for making heaven bigger and the kingdom of God better. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.